Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Tonight, our topic is ADHD, decluttering and sharing moments. With us in our virtual studio is Leslie. Um, we'll be talking about lived experience tonight, so it's a, it shows a bit anonymous. But before we get into the details real quickly, our program tonight is being brought to you by Children and Adults with Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. In celebration of that event, we're going to give away uh, a couple uh, digital copies of Attention Magazine. All you need to do is listen to our show. Uh, we will be giving out a secret word um, in, in the show, and you listen to another show for another secret word, and then all you have to do is put it in an email to me at send it to attention at attentiontalkradio.com. And what we'll do is Chad will send you a zine, and we will forward you a copy of the next published one. Um, Chad's got a tip that we're going to run for you, so um, let me run that, and we'll get into the show. Some adults with ADHD have very successful careers. Others struggle with a variety of challenges, including procrastination and difficulty in managing complex projects. Consider your unique picture as you design strategies and accommodations for the workplace. For the best tips, visit helpforadhd.org. That's H-E-L-P, the number four, A-D-H-D dot O-R-G. Thank you, Chad, for your continued support. For those that are not aware, Chad is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. Uh, When I say uh, advocates, they're the ones that are lobbying Capitol Hill, uh, trying to deal with uh, lawmakers um, uh, to deal with um, ADHD, to bring about accommodations, dealing with regulatory agencies after laws get passed to talk about definitions of disability and stuff to help those and need just because there's maybe a accommodations laws that's passed, a lot of it goes into the actual definition that's done at the uh, regulatory level. So they're very, very involved. Um, a very strong chat is a very strong ADHD community. We encourage all of the listeners to become members to support them um, because we need to, to work together with a unified voice. And not to mention when you are becoming a member, you get discounts to the conferences, Attention Magazine, uh, you get behind-the-scenes access for all kinds of other types of uh, member benefits. So, uh, again, consider joining or just learning more by going to chadd.org. Okay. Tonight's show, uh, again, this is a, a lived experience by Leslie. Uh, we keep her name anonymous for the most part uh, throughout the show. But uh, we're talking really about decluttering and uh, sharing moments and uh, really talking a lot about the practical growth that Leslie has had and really trying to understand her ADD, um, how she thinks, and the context of cluttering. And so with all that, Leslie, welcome to the show. Hi, Jeff. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing awesome. Um before we get into some cluttering stuff, um, in, in your journey along ADHD, uh, one of the things that we talk about a lot is how ADHD is really a self-regulation issue with a working memory challenge. And sometimes in order to remember things and stuff, uh, there's lots of visual things that are left out as a reminder or some type of a cue. And um, I understand from, from our discussions in the past that, you know, you, you leave things out, whether it's a kitchen um, island or in your office or something as reminders for you to remember to, to, to do some stuff. As you discover that, can you tell us about like your journey through that and uh, once you've noticed it, like the, the, the revolutions, if you will, of how that, how that visual reminder helps you? 
Um, yes. The I have two children. They're um, teenagers, and they come home with lots of papers, lots of reminders, lots of uh, events coming up. And if it's the paper disappears, it goes in a drawer where I can't see it, it's, it's, the event is not happening. So I tend to leave things out on the counter on the table, <laughs> you know, wherever I can keep an, an eye on it. Um, and, and the school and, papers and stuff like that, they have a tendency to hang out in the kitchen a little bit. You have an office where you put reminders, but that's more personal stuff. Is that right? Right, right. It, and, and in doing that, having the, the stuff out on the kitchen island, um, from what I remember, it's very important to have that there because school and stuff's changing and the kids are kind of coming and going. And that is, is the point of performance where you've got to make some adjustments day in and day out based off of those, that, that school worker reminders. Is that accurate? Mm-hmm. That's right. And so That's one of the right. things that's kind of interesting is – I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, same with, you know, maybe a bill from the doctor's office or. One of the things that Dr. Barkley advocates for is if you're setting up structures that you need to have what you need at point of performance, like the point in time that you need it. And so what's interesting to me is the kitchen I always found to be a congregating area for the family. A lot of business is done. And to me, it kind of makes sense for that stuff to be there because that's where it happens. Is that with you? Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In the same context, you and your husband have style differences, right? In other words, having that stuff out is visual clutter to him where it's a working area for you. Is that right? Exactly, exactly. And that's and, – and I trust this has created some conflict over the years. I've coached other people who have differences in styles where it's just it's, it's yin and yang where let's clear it off, but no, I need that stuff out as a, as a working test. Exactly, exactly. In our conversations, it sounds like one of the things that you had done is really just put an inbox there and stuff and kind of gave those papers a home in that particular area so they at least made it look like it was supposed to be there so you were able to comply, if you will, reduce the clutter, but the same thing, time leave that out. Correct. Right. That kind of kept it in one confined space. I knew they were in there, so I knew I could go to that spot to find those items, um, and it, it, it helped tremendously because it was no longer spread out across the counter. It's <laughs> one area. <laughs> so we've got this dichotomy like in terms of style. So your husband likes to have things put away, and you have things out as a reminder. So over the years, if I'm not mistaken, is that you, you guys have amassed quite a collection of stuff in closets and a fair amount of clutter. Can you just tell us about that over the years and the notion of, of clutter creep, if you will? Um, right. I, cause it, uh, I think I've told you before, it's kind of a twofold problem. One is uh, just the memorabilia that you collect over the years, pictures, token, you know, trinkets, little things, and you don't know where to put them, so they kind of just get shoved up into the, the cabinet. And then the other thing is uh, my husband likes to uh, buy five at a time sometimes on things and doesn't, you know, plan is giving them for gifts and then they go into the cabinet and so it's just kind of just part of it was just random knickknacks um Mm -hmm. so that causes a lot of clutter where over the years Mm -hmm. finally you open the cabinet and you think what what is this what is this and then you just shut the cabinet it's too difficult to deal with right this moment oh i love what you said it's too difficult to deal with right this moment 
Mm-hmm. It sounds like a little right. overwhelming. Right, exactly. And so when it's too difficult to deal with at this moment, and it's overwhelming, Lord? then it doesn't get done. Right, it does not get done. Hmm. Mm-hmm. What impact does that have on your life over a period of time? Um, causes a little bit of friction, you know, between the husband and, and me. Um, kind of like what is happening with this cabinet or, uh, you know, you go to look for something and you can't even find it. But then a couple months later, then you find it where you thought that it was. It's just packed behind a few other things. Yeah. Now, a second ago, you were talking about memorabilia, but several months ago, before you really looked at that stuff, did you acknowledge that there was memorabilia and clutter? Was all just clutter? Um, probably. I didn't realize it was. I didn't identify it as memorabilia. But working with you, we kind of discovered that. Discovered that, and we also the other thing too is different times you would try to kind of clean some stuff out, but you. you I recall correctly, you often struggled doing it by yourself. And recently, your mother helped you out. Was that a better experience? Mm-hmm. Yes, that does help tremendously, having another individual there. Um, because they don't have the same ties to items as you feel. Um, and she can help me say, you really don't need that seventh, I don't know, you know, blanket. <laughs> yep. It makes you realize, you know what, I don't. I can let this go. Absolutely. So I tell you what, what I want to do is let's go to break because um, I think we kind of framed this stuff out. We have a household where um, everything needs to be outside out, out of mind. There's a working thing without clutter that kind of develops over the over the over the years. We get where it's too difficult to deal with. There's a little bit of overwhelm. I think a lot of people that are listening to the show probably can really relate to that that overwhelm feeling. So let's go to the break and we come back. We'll talk about some of the things that helped you kind of start moving along. Um, our secret word tonight for those that are listening is decluttering. Again, our secret word is decluttering. With that, we'll be right back after these messages. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Do you worry when your child is left out? Does your child have trouble making and keeping friends? Do they act out in school? Life skills can be challenging for ADHD kids. Learn how you can be her greatest ally. Get your parenting questions answered live the first Monday of every month in a Facebook chat with former Attention Talk Radio host Caroline McGuire. She's the author of the upcoming book, Why Will No One Play With Me? Go to www.carolinemaguireauthor.com to learn more. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change your lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. The average annual cost of attending college starts around $25,000. Students who have ADHD are at high risk of dropping out because they haven't learned the critical skills they need to succeed in school. Protect your investment with an EDGE Foundation coach, specifically trained to help students with ADHD and executive function challenge make the transition from high school to college. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more or call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE to get your free college success guide. Hey, you parent or your kid who struggles with performance, motivation, or behavior? I'm Cindy Goldrich, parent coach and teacher trainer. Join me to learn how to reduce the chaos and stress and tackle issues such as motivation, setting boundaries, and increasing compliance. 
I've been helping parents for over 10 years through my nationally recognized parent workshop series, Calm and Connected. Join me for a live webinar, and it's now also available on demand. Go to ptscoaching.com to register today. That's ptscoaching.com. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by GigCoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're here with Leslie talking about uh, decluttering and sharing moments, et cetera. Uh, the first segment, we were like, talking about kind of house dynamics, um, differences in style, the massing the clutter, and the overwhelming of it. Um, the trick really is, is how do you declutter? That's, that's, that's what everybody would like to know. And I think that uh, in this situation, we're talking to Leslie, um, was clutter a while ago, but we began to take a look at clutter and trying to understand it from an ADE perspective. And, um, and, and Leslie, when, when we started talking about like just certain things as being memorabilia that you have around the house, and really recognizing that there was a lot of that. It was new to you to a degree, um, but at first it was like, oh, that's there. Did you realize the magnitude of how much you had around the house that was memorabilia-related? Um, not until, no, not until I started <clears throat> going through it and realized I had a tub from high school, <laughs> which was many years ago, with, uh, you know, just different little things and whatnot that I really don't need to carry, you know, carry around. Yeah, and so you said until you started going through it, what enabled you to start going through it? Um, talking with you, well, I'm also uh, about to move. We're, we're facing a move coming up, and it was it's uh-huh. time to go through that, that kind of stuff. I remember we began to talk about the, the memorabilia being there and identifying that stuff was there and beginning to see that there was a lot of it. Um, and we had that notion as a means to kind of clear it out of just taking all the memorabilia and removing it into its own separate area. When we talked about that, tell me about the experience of that and what happened after we discussed that. Um, it did help it make the task seem easier because um, knowing to sit that the time that it would take to sit down and go through each little item in the memorabilia area um, if I realized in my mind okay if I remove that from the equation then the rest of it I can take care of and get that just it's easier to get rid of the old clothes or the shoes that don't fit the kids anymore Um, and then knowing once I get all that done then I can come back to the memorabilia and then have a set time to go through all of that made it so, easier. So the, 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 hey, I'm going to remove the memorabilia so I don't have to make those individual decisions. We'll, we'll, we'll carve that piece out of it for right now. And you went back right. and you were able to just deal with this is just junk and this is cluttered and it's not useful. You're saying it was, at that point in time, it was really easy to start going through it? Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, you did that with your mother at the same time, so removing that stuff was one part of it, but we talked about ADHD and self-regulation. By doing it with somebody else, if I recall correctly, you were just explaining how your mother's like, wow, maybe I should do this as well um, in terms of the memorabilia <laughs> and clearing out the clutter. Is that right? Right. 
she's trying to recruit me to come help her now <laughs> with that plan. So, with that plan, yeah. Yeah, when you did that, how much easier? Like, well, if we if, if we if we sit there and said, okay, listen, we got we identified the memorabilia that's got to go off off into this other room to other areas, so it's all we'll deal with that later. And you're doing with somebody. How much easier did this collectively make it in order to get rid of the stuff? Oh cut it in half. I mean, it's, it wasn't as painful as I had imagined in my mind, you know, this overwhelming task at hand, literally just breaking it down and just even those just two little pieces made it a heck of a lot easier. Yeah. We talk a lot about self-regulation on the, on the, on the show, which a lot I got from Dr. Barkley. And one of the things I want to emphasize to people listening is when you do it with somebody else, some people call it accountability. Um, there's words out there called body doubles in the professional organizing world, and I've actually talked to professional organizers where they went to somebody's with AD, somebody's house with AD, and they sat there and basically did nothing. Uh, just physically keeping somebody comfortable in the room was enough for them to go through that. Um, the other issue with AD issues is working memory challenge, and often having somebody in the room where you're discussing, do I need this or not, actually helps you make those decisions. Um, and I'm hearing by removing the memorabilia that might have been more difficult to kind of think your way through the process. What we did is we made it easy for you to self-regulate doing with somebody and we removed all the difficult decisions. And so that's what enabled you to start throwing some stuff out. From an ADD perspective, would you agree with that or would you make some adjustments in that? Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna was, it, was it fun to do it when you, when you got it going or is that too strong a word? Um, I would not say fun. <laughs> um, okay, that's fair. Easier, e- easier, easier, yes. Less stressful for sure. Okay. Do you feel like you have a formula you could replicate again and do it again if you needed to? Yes. Right. Yes, because mm-hmm, like I said, we are moving. I um, use that same formula in my closet. So we're in the middle of that. <laughs> Tell you what, when I go to break, I'm going to come back. I'm going to talk about the memorabilia because you actually haven't gotten into that a little bit as of yet. But uh, I think that the key really is is by removing some of that and doing it with somebody made it easy for you actually begin to move forward. So when I get back to the memorabilia, when we get back from the break, everyone, tonight's secret word is decluttering. Again, our secret word is decluttering. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. You can't go off to college with them, but we can. Visit EdgeFoundation.org to learn more how an Edge coach can help your student reach their full potential. You can also call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE and get a free college success guide. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? 
You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay, do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're here having a uh, lived experience conversation with Leslie and, uh, and decluttering. Uh, covered a lot of territory by taking clutter, breaking it down, understanding ADHD is a self-regulation issue, making it easier to do it with somebody, and removing the memorabilia, which is more challenging one has to think through the, where there's an emotional attachment and or uh, difficult decisions to be made um, whether we keep it or not. So that's all being kind of segregated. And uh, that hasn't actually been done yet. So, um, Leslie, I'm kind of interested in your thoughts as as, as you have that, because presumably you want to go through that a little bit. Do you think that's going to be hard, or do you think it's easier now that you've consolidated that a little bit and identified kind of what that, that clutter really is? It'll be easier because I'll feel um, re- relieved that the other stuff is done. So I've got, my plan is to wait until the end. So when all that stuff is done, and then if I end up with, you know, two weeks or a week, three days to just focus just on that, then I can I think it, it can get it done. I was planning on maybe uh, asking my husband, sit down with me, honey, kind of go through memory lane with me. Um, and that yep. might be fun. But what what are you learning about yourself to realize that you have so many memories that you're holding on to some of that stuff? Tell me about mm. that. What do you learn about yourself, and why do you think you keep so much of that stuff? Ooh, I'm not sure on that one. Um, kind of like helps you remember the good times, maybe. Yeah. Helps you remember. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you find yourself like in that process that helps you remember that stuff, but also maybe a bit sentimental? Right, being sentimental about it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right, and that's, I know, I that's what makes it Dr. so sticky. <laughs> yeah, I learned a lot from Dr. Barclay. First time I ever interviewed him back in 2011, um, he was talking about ADHD as a self-regulation issue and emotion, and saying that emotions are much a part of ADHD <clears throat> as anything else. And the challenge is, is many people, they are, they are very emotional or they're attached to stuff. And when I'm looking, hearing you talk about this memorabilia and having to let go of it, particularly if it's a fond memory, I hear emotions kind of coming up. And I, I begin to feel like I can see how it's much more difficult and intense to let go of that emotion and risk letting that reminder go, almost like almost like letting go of a long-term memory. Is that... Right. I'm, I'm hypothesizing that, but is that something you identify with? That is. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. Mm. So mm-hmm. have you thought about, like, you know you want to go through this stuff at the end, the last two weeks. Have you thought about how you'd actually go do that other with your husband? Are you just going to sit down and just kind of start tossing stuff, or will you talk about it, or what are your thoughts? Um, well, I've discovered that in this little journey, um, i I feel more confident to be able to let go of some of those things that I don't necessarily need to hold on to the, you know, three foot poster from the football game when a photo of me holding that poster, um, it's just as good, you know, just, just as a sentimental feeling from that. So I can, I feel more confident that I can let things go. 
now. And, yeah, the picture of you in the photo, will you just put that in a bin, or what do you think you'll do with that? Um, tent would be to frame that, to to frame mm-hmm. it. So we will see if that uh, if that happens, but that's my goal. Yeah. Have you thought about where you'll put that picture once it's framed? Mm, not yet. Mm. Not yet. I find this is I'll really interesting. And I was anxious to do this kind of lived experience because we're at that crosshairs. And talking to a lot of professional organizers over the years, I've learned that um, there's a lot of mementos that we have. There's symbols or memorabilia and stuff like that. And uh, by removing that, it, it makes it a lot easier to do the clutter, which you're experiencing. But I've, I also understand is that uh, going through this is actually can be really, really difficult because of all um, the sentimental pieces of it. And one of the things that I've always talked about is you begin to think about where's my museum going to be. Um, in terms of that context, you're like, okay, listen, this is my memorabilia. This is my museum. And while it sounds kind of strange, I've actually had people decide, well, the museum's in a box under my bed or this is my closet museum, and other people have different kind of areas. Have you given any thought of something like that context in order to kind of like, okay, where's all this stuff going to end up? Where's its home going to be? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I would just, you know, condense it down, get rid of the, you know, things that are just junky, trash, little things, and then keep just the the, the main main big ones and put them in a, some sort of container and – under the bed, in the closet, somewhere. Mm-hmm. So in this experience of decluttering by going in, recognizing there's two different styles, and then trying to adjust the environment so they can kind of coexist, and then removing the memorabilia as a means to declutter and stuff like that, in that process of, of discovery, what have you learned about yourself? Um that I tend to not to make a mountain out of a molehill, you know, at times that it's, it seems so overwhelming, but really once I talk through it and kind of have a plan, whether that be visually writing out the steps or, or what, and then um, that I can do it. It's, it's not that overwhelming and that it can get done. You just need the right tools, the right people to help you through it. Yeah, so I'm going to tie that back to, it goes back to Dr. Barkley and working memory is by talking through it, you're externalizing and by mapping it out or doing with somebody or or drawing out or visualizing uh, can provide a lot of clarity for people with ADHD. And the one thing that I've learned over the years is when they're clear, as long as it's not boring, they typically get it done. It's when Mm -hmm. it's ambiguous or it's boring that they really kind of struggle with. And it sounds like in this journey, as you're, we're peeling that stuff and you're, you're beginning to visualize it a little bit. You're beginning more clear and it's enabling you to actually do what you struggled to do before that. Is that, am I putting words in your mouth? Nope. Nope. That's correct. That's correct. All right. Any other things you'd like to share with our audience? Um, any other nuggets or uh, things that you've learned that we haven't talked about before we wrap it up? Mm, no, just helping, just talking through some things with someone else really can be beneficial. Makes you uh, trigger right. some things in your mind that you do know, but you you kind of just forgot them at that moment. Absolutely. Well, Leslie, thank you so much for coming on the show. Well, thanks for having me. Thank you.
Everyone, I hope that uh, hope this made you think a little bit. It is a lived experience. Try to kind of tie in the self-regulation and working memory challenges. Uh, so you begin to think about that a little bit as you attack clutter because it's not just clutter always. Um, sometimes there's other things that are there, and the more awareness that you have around it, um, I find that often really kind of helps activate. So we hope you have enjoyed our show. We hope you've enjoyed uh, Leslie coming on and share her experience. And catch us next week for another great edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care.